The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome. Great to be here with you today. And I'm excited to say we've got some new things afoot. And what's exciting for me is growing. I love to transform myself and continue to evolve and change and become better at whatever I'm up to. And I'm so excited about what we've accomplished over the last number of years here at WFMD as success happens. And I'm really excited to say that starting in the new year, we're going to be the Jen Charlton Show, Blending Business and Politics. And it will be the show we've been doing. And it will be more authentic to the work that I'm doing now because we've grown, we've evolved. We're covering things that impact you and me at the local, state, and national levels. And you'll still get me, my opinion. It's a package deal. But we will be uh, introducing the Jen Charlton Show the first Saturday in January. So please spread the word. I'm very excited about what's ahead. And we'll be expanding our reach as well, not only here in the state, in the Delmarva area, but across the country. I want to start today by talking about something that's near and dear to my heart and actually has been something I haven't really known how to make a difference. And you know, part of what I want to do here is make a difference. And I attended the January 6th rally in uh, 2021 to hear President Trump speak to find out what the fate of our nation was in the hands of, frankly, Vice President Pence as a result of what I perceived as a corrupt election. I witnessed that day peaceful and prayerful patriots everywhere. We were solemn because we were worried about our country. I remember being in what I'm going to call the mosh pit in front of the stage. I was way, way back because we'd gotten there a little bit later. And I remember being around people who were with children and families, and we were jammed in there together. And at one point, there was this one guy who stood out, and I still remember him. Like in my memory, I can visualize him. He was a tall fellow. But he didn't have the same demeanor as the rest of the people I had encountered. He was... I'm going to say a bit toxic, you know. He was a bit um, belligerent, a little bit nasty. Hey, let's stir things up. He kind of had that persona or demeanor, which was not a patriot. That's not who we are. So it's my opinion that he was an infiltrator. I don't know if he was BLM or of the like, but he was definitely not a patriot. And there were a couple in the group that I encountered, but he's the one I remember the most. And we, the people, had a right to be there to protest and express our concerns for the state of our nation. Based on the concerns that there were sufficient issues that warranted looking at and accounting for whether or not we should certify that election 
because there were enough issues to to address. So when Vice President Pence, and now we're in the mosh pit, so he hadn't spoken yet. He hadn't done his part of the deal in terms of certifying the election. That came several hours later. But we were praying that Pence would do the right thing. Now, many videos have shown, and you all have probably seen it, the police indifferent, standing on the sides indifferent, or encouraging people to enter the building. So I have one question. Was it illegal? I mean, if if you're ushered in by a police officer, do you think you're not supposed to be there? I would have gone in. Now, I have fierce instincts, so... I was with my friend Natalie, and we decided to hold back. I said, yeah, I think we should hold back, go to the restaurant, blah, blah, blah. By the time we were walking down Pennsylvania Avenue, the lights were flashing and the sirens were going, and whatever was happening had already occurred. So as we came down, we saw solemn, really down faces coming toward us. Military veterans, very depressed about what, what was going on in our country. And by the time we got down to the Capitol we were standing in on the sidewalk in front of the Capitol steps and with some folks from Michigan, actually, who had come in because they were people were from all over the country were there. And we were all so upset about the state of our nation. But if I had been at the front, if, frankly, if I had been on time, I would have been at the front, which was God telling me. No, I think you need to hold back. So anyway, we, if I'd have been at the front and that police officer said, come on in and, sh- and, and, and gave me the sign to come in, I would have said, okay. I wouldn't have known I wasn't allowed. Now, that's a public building. It's a public space. It's owned by the people. Was it really illegal to be in there? So I've got some questions about January 6th. And that leads us to who our guest is going to be. But one last thing, the FBI were there. And there was rumors that they had escorted BLM. What the heck is FBI doing working with a violent group such as BLM, who, by the way, we're going to hear some more about that, have been treated very differently than the Jan 6 prisoners. So to this day, I'm not aware of the Capitol policeman's name who shot Abbott. Are you? Has accountability and justice been done to those people who participated in her demise and the demise of others there? The mainstream media narrative instigated attacks on people, such as myself, who, it, who attended. I've been called an effing racist in my place of business, in my own business location. I've been harassed. I've been condemned all because I exercised my constitutional rights. So what has occurred in our country is nothing short of a Marxist color revolution. And we're in the middle of that right now. Unfortunately, the January 6th prisoners are in essence prisoners of war. Now, I have felt so helpless And you know I love to make a difference, but I have not known how to make a difference in this. It is devastating to me that these people have been treated this way. And we've had no way to help them because anybody who interfered was then attacked in their their world, in the bad guy's world, interference, okay? In our world, making a difference, right? 
So we're going to meet Cynthia Hughes, who's the founder of Patriot Freedom Project. She's a hero, and she's going to tell us about the January 6th situation. So I want to take a quick break. When we come back, we will have Cynthia Hughes with the Patriot Freedom Project. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Sweeties on the Creek, for making this show possible. We'll be right back. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com, a service of Holtzapel Heating and Air Conditioning. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I am so honored today to have with me Cynthia Hughes, who is with the Patriot Freedom Project, calling in this morning um, from afar. So good morning, Cynthia, and welcome to Success Happens. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Thank I, you so much for having me. I'm terrific, and I and I just thank you. I mean, really, I could start crying right here on air live about what you've been going through, what these poor people have been going through and and all that you've done to try and save, frankly, their lives. I mean, I, you know, I think about, and this is kind of a tough place to start, but I think about the three people who've killed themselves. I mean, suicide, when you're dealing with such an enormity of oppression, what keeps you going? You know, we think about the diary of Anne Frank, or we think about, um, I think the gentleman's name was Frankel. You, you know, when you're, when you're held prisoner, what is the thing that keeps you going? It's got to be faith. Hope. So anyway, I just, Hope. I think it's important for us to look at that because you provide that. So good morning and, and welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you again. And good morning. And good morning to your listeners. And uh, it's, 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 you, you answered the question. It's faith and hope. That's what keeps everybody going. Those that are detained, those that are in you know, home confinement, those of us that are supporting, those of us that are speaking out like you are right now, uh, it's faith and hope. And if you don't have that, it's a very long, dark road. And, uh, and, and I see it a lot with a lot of people. Um, you know, I've come to be very close with the Perna family. I'm very close with Jerry Perna, uh, Matthew Perna's aunt. Um, I have spent a lot of time with that family. And uh, they are a great family, a very close family, a very loving family. And their world has been shattered. Um, and I'm not sure you, you come back from that. Um, so we just, we just, you know, we, we have community and we, we keep growing our community and building our community because that is what helps, you know, those people in need. Well, you said something. I'm not sure you come back from that. And I absolutely agree. In transformational work, which I'm steeped in, you know, you never, you have now reached, you're forever altered, right? And some people might call it PTSD and there is undoubtedly that, but you have to say at this point forward, what is my life for? Because if you look back, forget it, you lose all faith and hope. So you have to look forward. And I think that that's what this show is for me. It's a completion of a year. Frankly, it's a completion of a couple years for a lot of us of H-E-L-L. But we are at the point where we must look forward. And we have to link arms and we have to come together, not 
not only in faith, but in in ideologies, because if we remain fractured, we will not um, we will not make it as a nation, let alone as individuals. Right. So well, go ahead. I want to say I want to say this, if, if, if you don't mind. Um, and I don't want to really uh, talk about me or make this about me, but um, unfortunately, the Perna family and, and the Hughes family have suicide in common. And the very ironic thing is, um, you know, the night that I got the phone call that this happened, um, it happened to be the five-year anniversary of my nephew, who died by suicide five years earlier to the day, Jen. Wow. And I sat on the couch and I thought, am I really getting this phone call? Are you telling me that somebody, a woman, her nephew, died by suicide the same day, five year, years later, that my nephew did? So we have a bond, her and I. We have a very, very deep and strong connection. And I have been able to help her and talk her, to her about the survival of suicide because we've been doing it in my family for five years. And, and as I mentioned before, you don't come back from this. But you survive because we are built that way. God made us that way. You don't get out of this world without carrying your cross. We watched Jesus do it, and now we have to do it. And for me, and I know for Jer, I'm Jerry Perna, I'm sorry, I call her Jer. Um, you know, we just, we help. We want to help the J6 community. She is a great big help to the Patriot Freedom Project, despite her own pain. Um, and, and, and you have to rise up and you have to be stronger than, you know, than, than, than the heartache that lives inside of you. And because we're able to do that, um, you know, we're able to give back and we're able to help. And I feel like when you go through adversity that way and pain and heartache and trauma that way, because it is trauma to lose a loved one to suicide, um, it toughens you up, Jen, uh, not a single day goes by that I did not think of my nephew, my brother's son. Same thing for the Perna family. But I'm strong. I'm very strong. And I have another nephew who's suffering right now, too. My nephew, Tim. He's been in jail for two years. He was arrested on January 15, 2021, on nonviolent charges. He was raided terribly. He was uh, accosted by the FBI. Um, he had guns pointed in his face, at his eyes, at his forehead. Um, he has lost his home. He has lost his job. He has lost his freedom. And he has lost his 12-year career in the military. And people don't really like to hear about Tim because there's some controversy around Tim. There's an awful picture that has been put out in the media uh, uh, that Tim took of himself a long time ago, Um and that's all that people want to focus on. And they don't want to focus on the fact that you have a man who is languishing behind bars, sentenced to four years in prison with no criminal history um, and no violent charges. That should be the talking point, And that should be really concerning for all Americans because we're dealing with a corrupt uh, DOJ an evil DOJ, and if you support Donald Trump, 
if you speak out this against this current administration, if you go against what the ideology is for the Biden administration, you are public enemy number one. This entire thing is about Donald Trump. And to get to Donald Trump, they have to go after his uh, supporters. And it is very concerning. And I am seeing so much carnage and fallout from January 6th. Well, like I said in my opening, this is a Marxist revolution. We are at war. You know, shut me down. Take me off the air for saying the truth. I can't worry about that. It It is what it is. And I, I also want to say I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. So... It's already clear to me out of this conversation, you know, I've been saying we're going to lose our country if we're not careful. It's clear to me out of this conversation that we already have. Well, um, you know, we're we're walking a fine line, Jen. You know, we're definitely walking a fine line. And and I think... You know, yes, we have to talk about January 6th and what happened at the Capitol that day. But I think more importantly, we have to start talking about the things that led up to what happened on January 6th and what has happened since. And one of the things that I like to talk about um, is the fact that we live in the greatest country in the world. We live in the free world, Jen. We live in a free country where we should be allowed to say what we want speak how we want, no matter how offensive it might be, and vote for the, the uh, candidate that we choose. Nobody has the right to tell anybody in this country that they cannot vote for President Donald Trump. Nobody has the right to say, well, you voted for Donald Trump, so you're going to be canceled. It's an absolute disgrace what is going on in this country, and not enough is being done about that. Nobody is talking about it. And I'll tell you, I'm a year and a half into this. Nobody knows me, Jen. I'm a, I'm a housewife, mother of four, little peon on the pole from, you know, a little Jersey Shore town. But I'm a person of action, and I've had a lot of heartache and heartbreak in my life, and I know what it's like to go without, and I know what it's like to struggle. And I'm watching a lot of women and children struggle. And I would listen to my nephew when he would call me, and he would tell me, you know, the pain in some of the men he was incarcerated with because they were heartsick being separated from their wife and children. Yeah, it's Any devastating. Of the men that are in, it's very devastating. And so we're not talking enough about the fact that we live in a country where we are denying people the right to due process, their right to a fair and speedy trial. They're not allowing these people to bond out. You know, my nephew is a perfect example. You want to talk about political persecution. He is it. And no matter how offensive this picture is, and Jen, it's offensive. I hate the picture. I wish it didn't exist. I condemn it. He knows how I feel about it. He has publicly apologized for the offensiveness of this picture. But be that as it may, this is a country where we have something called the First Amendment. Our speech is supposed to be protected. If, in fact, he was a racist, if, in fact, he was a white supremacist, it's not a crime. 
And you know something? There's no criminal history. There's no history on him being uh, an aggressor. All right. So let me and, let me let me say something on that note. Sure. So back to kind of what you're saying. I want to, put, you know, put an exclamation point on it. I may not like what someone represents or what they say, either visually or verbally. But to your point, they are protected by their constitutional rights to be a jerk. If I say or do something that offends somebody, I have the right to do that and be a jerk if I want to. Or I have the right to express my faith in school if I want to without somebody attacking me for being, quote, religious. There's lots of forms of degradation where people attack us for whatever we do. And there is no possibility that if I do something that offends you, that you have the right to come into my business and put my employee trainer in such a bad position, I ended up losing that trainer. Terrible. How could I undo that experience for him? Now, he's young, he's impressionable, whatever. He didn't have enough chutzpah to say... Well, he did say get out, but, you know, it, it, the, the damage was done. So, and whoever that white woman driving a white beat-up pickup truck in Edgewater, Maryland is, shame on you. <laughs> if yeah, I had her license plate, I'd read it out. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I'm not going to be t- intimidated or bullied. That's right. We so, can't be. So we can't be. We cannot be. And so I just... I just really thank you. So I want to take the next two minutes before we go to a quick break. I'd like for you to share about your the creation of your organization, the Patriot Freedom Project. Sure, sure. So um, I founded the Patriot Freedom Project after I had a phone call with my nephew who said, I hadn't heard from him for like three days. And when he called me, I said, why haven't you called? And he said, well, I forget, it was like Father's Day weekend or Mother's Day weekend or something. And he said, I wanted to make sure the guys with wives and children, you know, got got their phone calls in. And if they needed to talk more than one time, I don't need to talk to you, he said to me. And I thought, wow, you know, that's, that's pretty profound. And so we started talking about that. And I learned very quickly, as I said to you before, I'm a person of action. I knew what I was doing for my own family. I was replacing the public defender. I was learning about what a CJA attorney is. And I was, you know, doing my, my, my due diligence. And I knew if I could do it for, for my own family, I could do it for others. And there's a lot of women out here suffering. And there's a lot of children out here suffering. And people don't know about that. People don't talk about that. They want to talk about what happened on January 6th. But they don't want to talk about where the real humanitarian crisis is and where the real collateral damage is. And that is with these women and these children and mothers and fathers. And there's a lot of pain there. And you have a lot of women who are working overtime. So these kids not only have been separated from their father, but they're separated from their mothers in a lot of ways, too, because mom is working overtime. And you have 16-year-old boys, you know, working a part-time job so he could pay the light bill for mom. 
these women have taken on extra expenses. They have commissary now every month. They have to pay for phone accounts every single month. They have to pay for video visits every single month. There's a lot going on that the American people do not know. And so I decided to find, you know, uh, found uh, uh, an organization, and uh, I call it the Patriot Freedom Project. Uh, we have a great website, the Patriot Freedom Project, PatriotFreedomProject.com, um, because we need to support these families. And here we are. Okay. On that note, we're going to go to a quick break. Everybody, you're listening to Success Happens, soon to be the Jen Charlton Show. And I have with me today Cynthia Hughes with the Patriot Freedom Project. We'll be right back. program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Free Talk, 930 WFMD. Welcome back to to Success Happens, soon to be the Jen Charlton Show in January. Very excited about that change. And I am with today Cynthia Hughes, who founded the Patriot Freedom Project. And I am so moved by your work and and by you, really, and, and your commitment. You know, one of the things we need to start dealing with is the mainstream media, of which I'm not sure whether I am that or not. You know, we're conservative talk station here. But I pride myself in being kind of that bridge between mainstream media and podcasting because the mainstream media continues, like Insider Yahoo News, which is garbage, continues to call it an insurrection. However, they have not deemed it an insurrection. They had no evidence to deem it an insurrection. It was not uh, organized to overtake our government. It was organized to hold them to account to be the governor government they are supposed to be for us based on our constitution not their imagined reality and you know when i think about this notion of insurrection you know of course we have to talk about marjorie taylor green and her recent comments right you know if we had planned this believe me it would have gone differently right and she said, you know, if I'd have planned this, I'd have come armed and we'd have won. Well, therefore, they didn't plan it. But what do they focus on? They focus on her comments. Well, we have what's called a constitutional right to bear arms. So Yahoo News and Insider, whatever, y'all need to get your facts straight and quit trying to influence the minds of young people who read that garbage. So... Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. So so, <laughs> so we have 964 people who have been charged and 465 people federally charged. They call them rioters. By the way, how many have been federally charged from BLM? No, they've been let go and they exist in our neighborhoods and our grocery stores and our restaurants. So it's well, outrageous that the the uh, the, the uh, mistreatment, frankly, and unequal treatment. It's unequal treatment. So I'm, I'm done with all that. What are your thoughts about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm off um, my IRs. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm glad to see that. You know, I'm glad to see the passion in you because not many people have it. Um, and before I get into anything, I just want to say this. Um, 
at my Christmas event that happened in, in D.C. a few weeks ago, um, you know, MTG came and she spoke and she addressed, you know, the uh, 11 or 12 families that I brought in to attend this Christmas event. She gave them a lot of hope. But there was another congressperson that was supposed to come and speak alongside of her. And I don't want to say the name of this person, but the person called me 30 minutes before they were scheduled to speak and said they weren't coming. They just couldn't do it, they said. They couldn't do it because the controversy around my nephew, because the controversy around Patriot Freedom Project, and because it wouldn't be a good look for him. And oh, I just please, dear God, was, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, that's well, ridiculous. That's, that's how we felt. I mean, if you can't, if you can't have, you, if you're going to be in Congress, if you're going to be in the Senate, you got to have a backbone. And I don't see many with a backbone. That is the problem. Um, but I'll tell you who has a backbone. Uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, the great Louis Gohmert, who we were so sad to see, uh, you know, not be with us. Um, you know, he's lost his seat now. Um, you know, Andy Biggs, um, this congressperson who I thought, you know, had had a good spine, but, you know, he, he doesn't. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Well, um, the one thing I, I would say, and, and with all due respect to you, don't protect these people. Whoever it is, they, the name should be known because honestly, you know, and I, 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 I'm on a on a mission to ditch Mitch. So, uh, you know, I, I believe we have to be outright and forthright and tell the truth, as uncomfortable as it may be, because if somebody does that to you, do they deserve the leadership that they've been given? Um, no, they don't. They don't. And this is the problem. You see, this is the problem in our country. Okay. We, we have been going along, you know, you know, that saying, you know, go along to get along. We've just been going, you know, going along and, and, and doing the norm, you know, uh, agreeing to the party standards, to what they have to say. And I have to be honest, you know, say what you want about Donald Trump. Is he rough around the edges? Of course he is. That's what makes him so great, um, because he he doesn't have that, um, you know that 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 snazzy politician thing, and that's that's why he he is who he is, and that's why he has made such a profound impact. Right? Um, he has opened our eyes to a lot of things. What has gone on in this country from 2020 until present has opened our eyes, and we are a divided nation. You are either on the side that says unity and, and no division, and even if you don't agree with something, you're going to respect it, you're going to regard it, because that is the right thing to do. Or you're on the opposite side, and you're on the side that says, I'm going to do whatever I have to do, no matter what, no matter who I step on, to get my way. And that's what we're seeing here, Jen. And it's really very disheartening. And the people in this country need to need to speak out more and they need to write letters and they need to you know send their letters to congress to their senators they need to tell them you work for me they need to write to any uh you know news publication that they can and share their thoughts but people are afraid and that's what it boils down to people are afraid and it's only a handful of people that have come out 
like you, like me, like the great MTG, the great Julie Kelly, and President Donald Trump, and a few others that are able to have these kinds of conversations that you and I are having right now because we don't care if we're canceled. We're going to keep doing what we're doing, and we're going to keep pressing on. And that's the problem in this country, and not enough people are talking about it. But well, I want to I'm say – Take our- yeah, no, I, I, I thank you. And <clears throat> this is no longer about me, and I'm sure your work is not about you. And, you know, I am I am 100 percent America first, 100 percent. I'm not 99, 97, 56. I'm 100 percent America first. And what that means is I'm 100 yeah. percent American people first. In other words, and that means that means people who've come here legally and they've done their, you know, part to assimilate into our society and become a part of a greater whole, right? My mother's an immigrant. So I I can I'm a, I'm first generation. So I can have that conversation all day long. But the point is, we are 100% America first. Now, the GOP is 100% GOP first. And I have, we've had, and I'll just mention this, it's a little bit off topic, but it brings us to a point. The Maryland GOP, which is where I reside, is a mess. Okay. Yeah. They're a mess. Arguing, fussing, fighting, canceling people, shutting down mics. No discourse. No civility. And oh, by the way, no fair and free elections within their own GOP. For their leadership. And I say they because I don't cons- I do not identify as a GOP anymore. I'm a registered Republican and I am America first. So your yeah. point is well made. Well made. I want to go on to any thoughts about that before we move. Nope. I, I think you and I uh, share the same sentiments, you know. Yeah. And, and it's going to be time for us. All of us, you and me's, across our states and across our country to unify and, frankly, undo the damage that the GOP has done to this country. Because when Ditch Mitch identifies or let's talk about, oh, my goodness, we have to talk about Cheney, Miss Liz. I sent that girl money. I cannot believe I paid money to that woman and uh, before I knew her her evil ways. So, you know, when you look at her talking about condemning Donald Trump, here's what's hilarious in the headlines today was they just are they're going to go after the 14th Amendment to bar President Trump for running for office. You know, what's so funny to me how childish these people are. They're so afraid of him. They're so petrified of President Donald J. Trump that they have to find a way to imprison him using the 14th Amendment from running for office. Because they can't imprison him, I know they're trying, for illegal acts because they're trying to find some way. They're so afraid of that man. They can't win honestly on their ideologies and their policies and their procedures. They have to shut him down because they're terrified of the man. 
How pathetic. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. So hold that thought. We're coming right back. I want to thank Sweeties on the Creek for making this show possible. We'll see you in just a moment. Welcome back to Success Happens. It's great to have you all here. And just remember that in the new year, we will be the Jen Charlton Show. And I'm very excited about what 2023 brings. And back to how we started this show, Cynthia. I have Cynthia Hughes with the the Patriot Freedom Project with me. And you know, we started this by saying that we have to have faith and hope. And, you know, as we you know, in the last segment, we talked about a lot of, you know, things that would really rob us of that if we got, if we allowed it. And, you know, 2023 must be about looking forward and save America. Hashtag save America, everybody. And everything you do and you post on social media, I'm asking you to post two things. Hashtag save America and hashtag ditch Mitch. Because we're done with the the nonsense. It's a time for us to take our country back. And we don't have to do it with guns a-blazing, but we do have to figure out how to navigate through a crooked DOJ. Because it's become so cumbersome to navigate our legal issues and, frankly, expensive. I was talking to... um, He should be Congressman-elect Neil Parrott. I was talking to Neil and... I asked him, are you, you know, are you fighting this? Because he, you know, he was winning. And then they they did their shenanigans, and then he lost that race in Maryland's 6th Congressional District. He said it would take millions of dollars to do the audit and fight. It should not be that hard for us to have, a, a, frankly, a fair day in court to ensure that we are operating with integrity and we get the leaders we say we want. And somebody texted me and said, Congressman is not for sissies. You know, Congress is not for sissies. It isn't. So, but what we're left with is what they deem we should have. And that's called an installed government. So where we are today, you know, you all have... All, we have all of our Jan 6 prisoners. How are they fighting this fight, Cynthia? How much money does it take? And by the way, you have an event coming up on January 3rd. I want to make sure we promote that. So let's start with the uh, the cost of things for these people and what they need to to fight for themselves. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the beginning... Um, and I'll go back to my nephew. When he was arrested, you know, he was assigned a public defender. And, um, you know, he's... And your he's, nephew, just so the listeners know, your nephew is? Uh, Tim Hale. Okay. Tim, Tim Hale, H-A-L-E. Okay. Um, so we, anytime we had a conversation with, with you know, with the public defender, you, he, you couldn't conversate with him. He would always bring Trump into it always talk about Trump and that Trump did this to him and Trump did this to our country and Trump was the worst president this country's ever seen. And I would say to him... It sounds like they're trying to brainwash him into giving in and and complying or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And my nephew, oh no, (laughs) he wasn't gonna. There was no way. You know, he was very very proud that he went there. He was very proud that he supported his president. 
um, and he, you know, he loves him. And, uh, and so I knew that we had to, we had to, we had to get rid of him. And so, um, at the same time that he was dealing with the criminal stuff, he was dealing with issues from the military. Um, he was active reservist. He, he was a reservist for 12 years. Um, they kicked him out. They didn't even wait for his charges to be adjudicated. They just kicked him out. That's what they're doing to anybody that was in the military or in the reserve, active or reservist. They kick them out. They don't even wait for things to be adjudicated. They're so hold on. Isn't that away. A, isn't I'm sorry to talk over you. Is, isn't that a break and due process though? All of this is a break and due process. Nothing about this. Nothing about these defendants. The arrests of them. The way that they are detained. Those are our home confinement. Nothing about them. Nothing about this process is is okay. There's nothing but, um, you know, broken laws and illegal, um, you know, activities when it pertains to this group of people. If you were to go on to the Department of Justice website right now, you will find a list of anybody and everybody that went to the Capitol on January 6th that has been arrested and charged. But if you also go on the DOJ website, you're not going to see anything about the Black Lives Matter uh, protesters who did um, who, who did actually committed crimes. Now, don't get me wrong, Jen, because I want to be very clear about something. There are some people that went to the Capitol that day with bad intentions. There are some people that were there before people, you know, marched after hearing uh, Trump's speech and marched to the Capitol. There's people that went there and and specifically had an agenda. And, and that is a bad look for the majority of the people that are caught up in this, because the majority of the people that are caught up in this didn't commit acts of violence. OK, um, so there's that. We know one thing about President Trump. President Trump is a president of law and order. He loves the military, he loves his police. He would never, ever, ever condone um, violent attacks on the police. However, in my own words, we have to get to the bottom of why so many people felt the need to defend themselves against the police that day. Um, but there are some people that did really bad things that day. And there's no getting away from that. So were the okay? police we, aggressive with the people? Yes. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. And it, they it, give me a specific instance because I'm about specifics and we're we're almost to top of show, but I want to make sure we get this in. Uh, what is a specific instance where the, the police were the aggressors that day unnecessarily? The flash, the, the flash bang. Um, you know, standing around and not, you know, not trying to, to stop the actions of what was happening before it got so out of control. Um, the flash bangs that they were throwing into the crowd. I mean, there's video of the police th- throwing flash bangs into the crowd. I mean, you're talking people that had their hair set on fire because they were hit with a flash bang, that they were hit with rubber bullets. It's, the video is out there. So they were antagonists in the situation. That's not the way the police are supposed to operate. So let us let no. me move on. to. I want to talk about your event coming up on January 3rd so we can support sure. you. So everybody, go to PatriotFreedomProject.com and donate. Support this organization. They're doing great work for the January 6th prisoners. Tell us about your event on January 3rd. So um, on January 3rd, we're going to be uh, in Maryland um, in a little city called, I, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Tel- Telson, 
Towson. Towson. Um, and um, the um, there's a couple of Republican clubs that are um, that wanted to do a fundraiser. They want to help the families of these defendants. Um, they want to help the women. They want to help the children. We're going to bring some of the January 6th family members there so they can address the people that come to the event. Um, you know, we're hoping to raise some good amount of money so we can continue to help these families into the new year. Um, and we, we need to talk about what's happening on the two-year anniversary, which will also be happening that same week. Um, and um, and I want to also tell your, your listeners, we're working on a docuseries. Um, the great Alex Brucewitz is producing our docuseries. And the first installment is going to be out in January. And, you know, while it's important to talk about what happened at the Capitol on January 6th, we need to talk about these families. And these families need to be heard. And so in our first part of this docuseries, you're going to hear from several families and some of the kids. And you're going to hear the heartache and the heartbreak and what they're dealing with and what they're, what they're you know, going through and living through. We had two families in D.C. with us during our, our Christmas event. And we were filming also that week. Both of these families, these, these two specific, specific families, have a loved one in the D.C. jail. They haven't physically seen their, their husband um, and dad, and they haven't uh, had any video visits, no in-person visit, nothing. Here they were in D.C. for a whole week, and they couldn't even visit their loved one. That's outrageous. That is just out. It's outrageous and beyond. And you know what? You wouldn't have known that if I didn't just tell you. And this is what people need to start talking about. Well, here's what we're going to do, Cynthia. Here's what we're going to do. Every show, starting now, we are going to mention it. Every show, I'm going to work with you to raise awareness. Now, I I, I want quickly, I've got about a minute. What? Okay. What? can we do to make sure that these families have a great Christmas? It's a week away. What can we do to help the families celebrate with faith and hope for 2023 and to wash away the past? You know, uh, of course, prayer, prayer is, is first and foremost. I mean, nothing happens without, without prayer. Um, Gift cards at this point, gift cards. How does Visa somebody give cards. you how does somebody do gift cards? So you can you can go to, you know, a grocery store, you know, retailer, a Target, a Walmart, whatever. Uh, um, how do we know, yeah, but how do we get them to you? How do we get them to you? So if you do a virtual gift card, you can use our email address, which is info at patriotfreedomproject.com. You can use info at patriotfreedomproject.com to get a virtual gift card. It will come to us. And we will forward it on to the family. Well, awesome. Listen, listeners, this is our mission. For the next couple of days, do what you can to let's help us support these families and, and make a difference during this holiday season. Cynthia, I thank you so much for everything you've done and, and the stand that you are to bring about joy and freedom and peace now and into the future. Everybody, wherever you listen to this podcast, please listen to it, download it, share it. 
like it, give us a great rating, help us spread the word about the work of the Patriot Freedom Project. Go to patriotfreedomproject.com, support them, donate, give what you can. Also, letters are appreciated so that they feel the encouragement and love and support of all of us across this great nation because they're the warriors out on the front line fighting for our freedom. Everybody have a great week. You've been listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD.